Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to experience the life and business that you crave. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Prior to joining Northwestern Mutual, Heather Quinn served as the head of television for Will Smith's production company, Overbrook Entertainment, overseeing a heavy portfolio of high-profile projects. While many of her friends in entertainment found early success in their career, few felt confident about financial planning. It was then that Heather realized she had the opportunity to make a positive impact on the people she cared about through a career in financial services. Heather aims to serve as a strategic partner in creating a financial plan that fits the lifestyle, timeline, and vision of her clients. Her background in tax efficiency, risk management, and optimized wealth accumulation helps her serve as a guide, planner, and educator, not only in the beginning, but throughout the lives of her clients as their needs evolve. She combines extensive knowledge of the financial service industry with a compassionate, person-centered approach to help her clients feel secure and educated. Thank you so much for joining me today, Heather. Tell us about who you are and about your early career experiences before joining Northwestern Mutual. I started out in the entertainment business, at the, one of the biggest agencies in Hollywood, creative artist agency. I started working for a television agent there and ultimately ended up working for one of the partners and then ascended through the entertainment world to working at various production companies, ultimately running the TV side of Will Smith's company. Then was a producer overseeing shows that they had and also selling a lot of shows. And then my own mother got really sick and I ended up on the bad side of planning, actually just not planning in general. And wanted to learn more about finance just for myself so that my children would not have to go through what what we went through and ended up actually making a, a big career change into finance. And now I am a financial advisor with a particular focus on helping to educate and empower women around finance. I love that. How has your early career experiences influenced you as a business leader? And how does that experience help your clients and your leadership style in what you do today? In the entertainment business, it, you are a dime a dozen and you have to work really hard to succeed, right? Everybody wants your job. I remember in my early 20s when people were not working as hard, working 80-hour weeks, going into the office uh, on Saturdays. And so I think that's helped me today. Part of the reason why I wanted to also transition into this career is the, the opportunity to have my own business was really attractive especially at this stage in my life where I have children and wanted to start being the architect of what my day looked like as opposed to being on a TV set until 10 o'clock at night. But I think you have to have a certain amount of work ethic to be able to build your own company. And I think that's transcended into what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of women have those pivotal moments. And sometimes it's when we have children and we have to stop and, and think, what do I really want? And what do I want now? And how can I take all of my previous career experiences and make a leap to do something completely different, but bring all those experiences with me? I think the other thing that I, I didn't mention too, is to telling stories was something that I learned to do in that business and understanding what makes a good story and how to communicate with people. And I think a lot of that transcends into it 
I do now, helping people understand the why behind what we're doing and and how that's going to help them. I don't want to tell people what to do. And I think especially with women helping to just help educate around finance, I think in general, in this country, unless you seek it out, we don't learn about 401ks and retirement plans in in high school or, or college unless you're studying finance. It is pivotal later on. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And it can be very emotional. Whereas storytelling and learning someone's story is also very emotional. So helping someone, people have all kinds of different feelings around money and around finances. A hundred percent. And I think a lot of what we do is behavioral. There's a quote from Nick Murray, who's a well-known uh, advisor who writes books and has blogs. And, and he says 90% of investment success is behavioral. The actions that you take, right? How disciplined can you be? And how early do you start? The time value, the compounding of money, all of those things. How are you teaching your kids about money out of curiosity? My son's 11 is starting to you know, pay a little bit of an allowance for certain things. So he understands the value of money. Now that he's understanding multiplication and division, um, having him help me figure out the tip. I've started certain savings vehicles for him. I, I intend to teach him about compounding the value of that, which I will ultimately gift to him at some age if he's responsible enough. I've been thinking a lot about that. I want to make sure, unlike my parents, where it was something that we didn't speak about, that it is a regular conversation. So it's not this unknown thing. And I'm finding that that's actually more common in general is there's a lot of families that just don't talk about money, even if they have it. It's so true. And even couples, sometimes you get busy and you don't always have those really important conversations. Well, and, and the reality is what we know for sure is financial planning ends up typically being number 11 on the top 10 list. Everyone can see that it's important, but getting around to, to doing it because it digs up all of these emotions and, and, and things. You know, a lot of times when I meet with a couple, one of the main questions I ask is just what's your relationship to money? What's hers? because I want to understand how they work as a couple. And it's oftentimes people are not on the same page. We'd love to know about a particular career experience that is memorable to you and that you carry with you today. The one that stands out to me just in relation to what I do today is that I did a special for ABC called Unbroke, What You Need to Know About Money. And I, I feel like that ironically sort of forecast now, today, what I'm doing, and Melody Hobson, who's a force of nature, came in and, and gave this amazing pitch about how uneducated people are around money. People don't know what the Dow means or what a bear or bull market means. And just taking uh, the, the concept was, and Will Smith was actually in this, and so getting well-known personalities to be in certain segments, and some of them would be funny and, and educational. And, and so we did in conjunction with ABC News, Melody really designed the content around it, um, but got to learn from her and, and and just started that path of how important this is for people to understand and learn. It's so interesting how sometimes things plant the seeds in our mind, and maybe it's something we've always had an interest in, but never really acted on it, on moving in that direction. So it's so interesting that you went through those experiences and that they stuck with you, and that when you made the leap, you made the leap into helping people to create a better future for themselves. And that's what I love about what I do now. I think, you know, while it seems somewhat glamorous, oftentimes I was developing scripts that was unclear whether they were ever going to get made, making its way through the studio system. Sometimes you're developing draft after draft of script, and it's sort of nebulous as to whether you're helping anyone at all. 
Whereas here, even if I know I can get somebody to plan just a little bit for their future, I know for a fact that they will be in a better place. There's a real tangible difference that we're making on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It's got to be so nice to help have that gratification to move you forward to help the next client. Absolutely. An example of that is I met with this young woman. She's 29 uh, and actually works for one of my clients who who's the president of a fashion company. And she's just starting out really. But uh, the thing she said to me at the end of our conversation, she said, this is so amazing. I didn't know people like you existed. That's so great. And isn't it so wonderful that you can work with clients who have essentially made it in their career and then women and people who are just starting out? Yeah, absolutely. Eventually, she's going to be on her way and she's somebody that my other client really believes in. That's part of wanting to help too, right? I think, you know, just as attorneys have maybe some of their pro bono business and then they have their regular business, there's a balance of that as well. But it it felt good to hear because I could tell that she felt it would make a big impact for her. And especially for women and families, people who want to get to know them and know their story and know their thoughts around money and know possibly a fear around money. That's one of my first questions when I meet with somebody is what keeps you up at night as, as it relates to money? What gave you the courage to make your career and life leap to join Northwestern Mutual? What, what helped you to say, I'm going to do this? I think it was uh, two, two main things. My mother getting sick. And so when I did end up on the bad side of planning, I wanted to just learn more about finance in general. I wanted to just be more planned myself so my kids didn't have to go through that. And I had a friend who was there for a decade doing really well. They were looking for more women, first of all, and more people of color. So I, I think I checked two boxes. And so they recruited me and, and really came after me. The other thing, if just for me personally, having been a W-2 my entire life, I was lucky to be making six figures early on in my career. And here I am in my W-2 job. So uh, it was also the desire to be a business owner and to be able to build the, the career that I wanted in, on my terms. And so those two things came together. It's so important. I used to work for the Dodgers and I used to joke that my car would only drive to Dodger Stadium for three years. And sometimes we have to take a step back and think, is this bringing me joy? Because maybe if you launched one of those entertainment companies, you'd have just kept working and maybe not had as much joy in the career that you have and in what you do today. Yeah. I I think with my mother passing and realizing that we didn't talk about money, it wasn't something... We talked about she was an immigrant from the Philippines who came here, highly educated, but no education around money. So she got her GED, she got her PhD. So she was a nurse who came here um, and she had great handbags and a Mercedes and she didn't have much saved. And so I ended up financing her long-term care for about 8,000 a month for the last year of her life. And I wasn't really present, I feel like, because it was at a time where just things were tighter in general. And everything that was happening so fast around me and and realizing that this is the point of planning, right? To, to be able to have time and spend time with family and have the security of financially to not have to be in a, a place where you can't be present. Mm-hmm. She was so lucky to have you. And that is really good advice because you could have been spending time with her. Yeah. And I mean, and I bring that into when I talk to people today, have you thought about this? This is my experience. I can tell you firsthand why this is important. And most people haven't. No, a lot of people haven't. I mean, people who've actually been through it will right away say, yes, that's important to me. Um, But a lot of people haven't. 
what's nice about my career now is in entertainment, the shelf life for an executive is, is 55, 60. There's not a ton of those executives out there at studios. Whereas no one wants their financial advisor to be 22, frankly. So having some life experience under your belt is a good thing in this career. So true. What is your strategy for management, for staying on task to accomplish what you set out to do, as well as motivating your team and those around you? I have a team who I work with. We have systems in place. We are in growth mode. For example, I did, I think, 78 meetings last month, 88 meetings the month before, 92 meetings the month before that. Good for you. So we have to be very systematic in our processes, in our tracking processes, grids and Excel sheets, in regular team meetings to making sure that we're staying on top of everything. I'm also in the process of combining my business with a more senior female advisor who's a CFP and eventually will take over her business. So we're in the process of, of trying to figure out how to merge our teams. And that's a, another whole thing in and of itself. A whole other dynamic. It's so smart to put systems in place because then if something falls out, if you have to replace someone on your team, you have those systems in place for someone to easily be able to jump in. It's funny because when I was in entertainment, I thought I was so busy. And this is a whole nother level of busy. I mean, not in a bad way. It's all relative. It seems like it's more busy on your terms. Yes. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one tip that you can leave with us today about how you find and live your joy? I think a lot of people were surprised when I made this leap from entertainment. I think a lot of people in the entertainment world feel like there's nothing else we can do. I kind of felt like that. I had to climb a hill to, to get the education to over here, but it's not impossible. And then one of the quotes I always loved was, if you never fail, you're only trying things that are too easy and playing far below your level. If you can't remember any time in the last six months when you failed, you aren't trying difficult enough things. And so I think in the entertainment business, I was cruising along, but I wasn't necessarily being challenged. And I this is been absolutely challenging, but in the best way. And I feel way more empowered having made this transition, although it hasn't been easy in terms of building a whole new business. But I, I think there's something satisfying in doing that. And and it, you know, it, it, it harkens back to that. You, you don't know how high you can reach if you don't aim high enough. You have one life to live. You got to go for, you know, swing for the fences. In the end, it doesn't matter right? Whether you succeeded to the fullest potential, but you won't know if you don't try. So true. It's so interesting. I have these conversations a lot where a woman will leave a big name like entertainment to go do something different. And you kind of have to go, okay, who am I? Who am I now? I think it's, it's interesting too, because it, it kind of touches on other people's pain points, right? I had mm -hmm. friends of mine who were like, really? I have these conversations a lot. It's like she was probably thinking she was looking out for you. But in those moments, we just have to say, no, I'm making the leap and I'm going to go for this. And this is what I truly want. And that's why I think it's so important to find our circle, our collective, our people who believe in us, who say, we're here. We know you can do this because it's so important to have that. Absolutely. And I think you're right. Like, I think the friend that said that wasn't trying to be disparaging. It was just kind of like, do you really want to do this now? And look at where you are today. And so, yeah, but, and, and sometimes you just have to take those leaps, right? It's That's where you go with your gut and decide that even if it doesn't work out, great, but I'm going to try it. Yeah. And she built, it's all about those leaps because it's the small ones that lead to the big ones. I think this about failure too. If we're not failing, we're not trying. Exactly. And so it's not whether you win or fail, right? It's how you play the game. So, you know, get in there and play it. 
Thank you so much for joining us today, Heather. My pleasure. This is fun. Please tell our listeners how and where they can find you. I am online, Heather Courtney Quinn at Northwestern Mutual. Feel free to send me an email, heather.quinn at nm.com. I'm also on social media, hcourtquinn on Instagram, Heather Courtney Quinn on Facebook. If you are new to She Built It, we'd love for you to join us. We offer community memberships, masterminds, innovative virtual events, and meaningful connections to entrepreneurs and corporate leaders. Please also check out our She Built It shop, curated products from women-owned businesses who put their heart and soul into their beautiful and innovative products. We offer She Built It business consulting and the She Built It blog. Thank you to everyone around the world who joined today. Thank you to my editor, Rich Strefolino. Please download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, together, let's let nothing stop us from experiencing the life that we crave.